0: Like maple syrup on your pancakes, you have a tree to thank for the treat. Starting in early January, 15-year-old Abby Gagne spends some weekends and some afternoons trudging through snow in the 350 acres of woods around her house, helping to tap trees. Abby and her family are sugar makers. For five generations, they've collected sap from maple trees. They boil it down to the thick, sweet syrup North Americans love to drizzle on their pancakes. It's very cool being a part of producing maple syrup, Abby says. I know I'm making something very special that people enjoy. Abby's dad, Jason, of Gagney Maple in Highgate, Vermont, drills holes one and one-half inches deep into the trunks of maples in the woods. Sugar makers tap only mature trees. These are usually at least 40-year-old trees and 10 inches thick at chest height. Father and daughter stick a tap into each hole usually one per tree, taps her spouts made of plastic for the sap to flow through. They will come out of the other end at the end of the season, and the holes will heal. Abby says one of the first things you learn is what is a healthy tree. You don't want to tap one that is dying because that could make it die much quicker. By the beginning of March, the Gagney family had typed 22,000 trees. Visitors to maple farms, such as the Gagne's, can ride a horse-drawn cart to see what's happening in the sugar bush. That's how sugar makers used to collect the buckets of sap hanging beneath the maple taps. But now there's new technology. Plastic tubes hook up to the taps and connect them to one another. The tap flows into a collection tank in the woods. Jason Gagne says this saves him many weeks of hard work. The tubes also help if you happen to get lost in the sugar bush, Abby says. My dad told me that if you follow the littlest lines... To the biggest lines, always in the downhill direction, because all the lines are on the downgrade, she says, eventually you'll get to a road and from there you'll know where you are. From the collection tank, the Gagne's pump the sap into a machine to remove a lot of the sap's water. Then it's moved into an evaporator pan in a building called a sugar house. The Gagne's make a fire out of the maple wood chips. The fire heats up the sap and boils it. When it reaches 219 degrees, it's officially maple syrup. In addition to running the family's social media account, boiling is Abby's favorite maple-related task. It's something I get to do with my grandfather, so it's special to me, she says. Syrup is poured into glass or plastic bottles. About 150 years ago, sugar makers used tin cans. These leak-proof containers allowed them to be able to be shipped far from home and helped maple become a big business. Today, sugar makers in New York, Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire make about 3 million gallons of syrup every year. The syrup is shipped all over the world. Sugar makers have Native Americans to thank for their knowledge. Early white settlers learned the craft from the Ojibwe and other tribes. Early native techniques were similar to those that sugar makers use now, except they collected sap in birch bark bowls before boiling over an open fire. Either way, the resulting maple syrup was and is delicious. So here's a little maple science for you. Sugar makers take between 10 to 30 gallons of sap from each tree. It takes about 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup. And the most common syrup for syrup, the most common maple for syrup, is the sugar maple, or as scientists call it, Acer saccharum. Hmm. Pancakes sound really good right now.